Okay, um, so we talked a little bit about discipleship and following our Lord. We talked about the Holy Spirit and the way the Holy Spirit works in our lives. I promised you in this one we are going to talk about how you share that, but I lied. We're going to do that in the next one. Um, I want to take this meditation to just reflect a little bit upon um, the means of how we grow in holiness. Um, how do we, how do we, what do we do? Like, what does it, what does it look like to grow in holiness? What does a spiritual life look like? What does a life of discipleship look like in a very practical way? Um, every day, every week, every month. Uh, what are the things that we have to do to be disciples of Jesus Christ? Uh, and, and what should that be? And so in this meditation, we're just going to take a look a little bit at some of those uh, things in our spiritual lives that we uh, should be attentive to and that we should try to grow in and uh, that we should have some order and discipline with. Uh, and so the first, uh, the most important th- single thing we need to do to grow in holiness is uh, attending Holy Mass and going, going to Mass. At Mass, uh, we are brought to Calvary where Jesus himself died for our sins uh, the Mass is, as the saints describe it, heaven on earth. And so we have to go to Mass. Uh, now, the bare minimum is Sunday Mass. Um, it, is, it is gravely sinful to skip Sunday Mass. It's, it's bad. It's like we we're reading in the um, in that beginning of Rediscover Catholicism. You know, God himself gave his only son, Jesus, for our salvation. There was the disease of sin that was covering the entire world that we had no way of getting out of. And the Son of God himself gave up his life for our salvation so we could be saved from sin, so we could be saved from eternal damnation. Uh, And every single week, um, for 45 minutes to an hour, um, we go to Mass where the reality of our salvation is made present to us, where we um, learn a little bit about the Catholic faith through the readings, through the homily, uh, and then the perfect sacrifice of Christ, his offering of love to his Father, is made present on the altar. And the Eucharist, the very body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ is made present to us, and when we receive Holy Communion, we receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. The Holy Sacrifice of the Mass is the single most important thing any single one of us could do in any given day. Uh, there, there's, there's nothing more important. Eating, sleeping, having fun, going to school, all of it. Nothing is more important than going to Mass. It is the action of greatest value. And we're required to go every single week uh, on Sunday, sometime between Saturday at 4 p.m. and Sunday at midnight, um, we have to go to Mass. And so that is, I mean, it's, it's foolish to talk about how, oh yeah, well, you could have your prayer life, you pray your rosary, you do this, and we're going to talk about some of those things. But if you're not going to Sunday Mass, it, it's all... Um, it's not doing anything. You need to go to Sunday Mass. You need to worship God. When we love someone, we love them in the way that they want to be loved, right? It, it's, you know, my sister's birthday was this last week. 
And it'd be crazy being like, hey, I bought you um, steak for your birthday. My sister doesn't eat steak. She doesn't eat meat, right? So it's like, oh, but I got you a steak because that's what I wanted to get you. Like, no, she doesn't like that. God tells us how he wants to be loved, how he wants us to show our love and respect for him. And that's in the mass. And so we need to be going to Sunday mass. Um, it is it's absolutely essential. And then if our school or later in life work schedule allow, if we can go to mass at all during the week for the daily mass, um, again, it's, it's better than anything else we could possibly do. We have to fulfill the obligations of our family and our school and all that. But we do, um, if you're able to go to daily mass at all during the week, um, that is a sure way to grow in holiness. So Sunday mass, you have to do it. Um, as well, the church says you have to go to confession at least once a year. You know, that grace of God that we receive in baptism, we lose when we commit mortal sin, when we commit grave sins. Um, and so we need to go to confession at least once a year. But I'll say that if you're trying to grow in holiness, you, need, you should try to go to confession, particularly in high school, once a month. That at least once a month. Every two weeks is good too. But at least once a month. Um, you got to be going to confession. Um, to have any sins that you commit... Uh, the big ones, mortal sins, or the smaller ones, venial sins, to have them washed away, uh, totally forgiven, to start fresh, to start new. We're all going to make mistakes along the path of discipleship, and confession gives us the opportunity to start again, to start new. Um, so those are the two big pillars. Everything else I'm going to say is, is useless if people aren't going to Sunday Mass and they're not going to confession regularly. Um, we need to have a daily prayer time. We need to take time every day to pray. Uh, as we follow our Lord, um, we got to have time every day when we, when we talk to him. Uh, and, and conversation with God, hopefully the type of conversation you're having with God right now on this day of retreat. Um, you know, we just talk to the Lord like a friend. The, the vocal prayers are good to say our fathers and Hail Marys. And those, those are good practices. But you got to have that one-on-one -on -one time of conversation with the Lord. And you should do it every single day. Every single day um, for a set period of time. Uh, and so if you have to, you set a little timer on your phone. You look at a clock or whatever. You say, okay, you know, uh, I'm going to spend 10 minutes. 10 minutes before going to school in the morning. 10 minutes when I get home. I'm going to spend 10 minutes. I'm just going to talk to the Lord. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit of scripture. And I'm going to just reflect and meditate upon what how Jesus is calling out to me, how he's calling me into deeper relationship to him, how the very words of scripture are written for me in this moment, because they are, because the Holy Spirit is the author of scripture. So we should take time every day to pray uh, to the Lord. We should take time every day to have that conversation. I'd say at least 10 minutes. And if you're able to do 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the afternoon, uh, we take that time for conversation with our Lord. Uh, another good practice you could get into, uh, by the way, these red prayer books that you're using today, you can keep these and you can, um, and so a lot of things I'm saying are just in the first, you know, it starts on page one, how to be a better Catholic and goes all the way through, whoa, page 29, page 30, page 32. Okay. One to 32, 32 pages, how to be a better Catholic. Right. So, um, so a lot of it, you know, just looking at page five, it gives some good recommendations of get up at a get up at a fixed time. 
you know, when the alarm goes off in the morning, um, or if someone, if you're lucky enough to have someone wake you up, time to get up, just get up. Um, and then you pray a prayer um, to, called the morning offering. It's on page 35 in the prayer book. And you just offer the day to our Lord. Morning offering, O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart. In union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass offered throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of our friends, benefactor of my friends, benefactors, and relatives, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father, Pope Francis. The one I say every morning is just a little different from the words in the book, but you you pray every morning. You offer your whole day to the Lord, which you definitely you know sometime in the middle of the day uh, you say grace before having lunch. Just thank the Lord for the food you're going to receive. And then there's another good prayer like the Angelus that you could pray. These are all adult ways of living the Catholic life that as you're confirmed, it's going to be good for you to do. A little bit of prayer in the afternoon. And then a good practice is to make an examination of conscience at the end of the night where you just kind of look back right before going to sleep. You look back on the day. You just say, okay, how did I do today? Right? It's kind of, um, it's like in, in sports where you watch the game, you watch the films of the game. Right, and you kind of look like, okay, well, how did that go? You know, um, pitchers, particularly major league pitchers, spend so much time watching how they pitched and how batters, you know, hit against them and what they. All there's this studying that's going on. If you're going to be great, if you're going to be great in holiness, you got to every day kind of look at the film of what you did today and how it go and what worked and what failed. A good examination of conscience, and then all these two. Um, you know, the beautiful prayer, um, well, we'll get to that. You should read the Bible every day as well. You know, just even if it's just one little section, you know, Bibles are broken down into these little sections. And so even if it's only a few lines, but you just read a little bit of the Bible every single day and maybe another book of spiritual reading, something to, to help you along. Um, and then in, in a real way, I want to talk about praying the rosary. Uh, the rosary is a beautiful prayer that you should all you should all say and you stay close to the rosary. Stay close to Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary. You know, Mary loves us and she wants she wants us to be um, holy. She's our mom and she looks out for us. And the rosary is a beautiful way of praying where we, um, you know, it's called though I think it's called rosary. It's like our word rose. Uh, which is what it comes from, and it's offering these roses, the roses of, you know, saying our fathers and Hail Marys, but saying them devoutly with love. It's, it's like making a crown of roses, because in other languages it's called a corona, uh, which is a crown. So it's the crown of roses for Our Lady. And so when we pray the rosary, we, um, we're saying, you know, these prayers uh, over and over, but we're saying them with love uh, and devotion, and that when we pray the rosary, we meditate on, we think about um, all the different scenes in the gospel. The rosary is really the prayer of the gospels. Uh, if you flip in these prayer books to page, um, let's see, 150, 149 really. You know, it talks a little bit about what the rosary is and how to pray the rosary, what the structure of it is. But then it goes through meditations that... As we pray the rosary, when you get to page 156, it tells you, you know, this gives you some very beautiful meditations for the different mysteries of the rosary, where we contemplate, where we think about 
uh, all the things that happened to our Lord Jesus and his mother in the Gospels. And we pray while thinking about those, while considering those. And so our mind is not just kind of wandering off as we just recite words without having any heart in them, but rather our mind is considering these acts of love that God has done for us as we return our love through uh, these prayers, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be. And so the rosary is a very, very good prayer. And I, I really recommend you should try, if you don't pray any of the rosary right now, like you should start. Uh, and if you start with just staying one decade of the rosary, which is one Our Father, 10 Hail Marys, and one Glory Be, while considering one of the mysteries that are all in this book, um, then, then you start there. And then maybe bump it up to two and three and four and five. You know, normally praying five decades of the rosary so that you go all the way around the beads. Let's see, I have mine right here. So you go all, the, it's all tangled from the pocket, but you go all the way around the beads and that's the five decades of the rosary. And so you should do that. You should pray the rosary. You should each, you know, maybe for your confirmation, I'm sure people are gonna give you rosary beads. That's usually when people don't know what else to give and what a good gift it is. And if you already have rosary beads, you know, sometimes people have like really, I have really nice rosary beads and, you know, they're just so nice and they're a decoration. Uh, rosary beads aren't decorations. They're not meant to be decorative. They're meant to be prayed with. If, we're, if we have nice decorative rosary beads and we never use them, uh, it's like having nice decorative shoes and walking around barefoot, right? It, it's foolish. We should use our rosary beads. We should pray with them. If they break, that's okay. Get new ones, right? Like this is, it's, it's we pray with the rosary because uh, we should be talking to our mother. It's not about just having a nice set of beads. It's about uh, talking to our mother and asking her guidance and help as we strive to the Christian life. And so those are things you got to do. You got to go to mass. Uh, you have to do that. You need to go to confession. You must go at least once a year. Um, but I recommend you really go uh, once a month is a good amount of time or even every two weeks. Take time for just conversation with our Lord in the morning and in the afternoon. Make them say the morning offering right when you get up and offer God the whole day. And then at the very end of the day, do an examination of conscience and look back and see how you did. Read a little bit of the Bible every day. Pray the rosary, at least one decade, but five if you can manage it. Um, you know, these are the things. This is the, the game plan for living a good Catholic life. You're going to get confirmed a week from almost right now. And... Um, you're going to need to have a game. How are you going to do this? How, how are you going to live it? And so we ask um, the Lord Jesus and we ask Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary, uh, to help us along this way um, and to lead us and to guide us.